0: Welcome back to another special Hops and Box Office Flops edition of I Drink and He Knows Things. Uh, We missed last week, which was uh, the long night, the big battle of Winterfell, but we're back and we're going to discuss that as well as the last of the Starks. So here we go. And be warned, this podcast is dark and full of spoilers.
1: Hops and Box Office Flops.
0: Alright, I'm along here with Captain Cash, my Game of Thrones expert. We're going to discuss the third and fourth episodes of the final season of Game of Thrones. So immediately, right off the bat, what'd you think?
1: Too dark and a return to form. Those are my thoughts. Short as possible.
0: So you didn't like Battle of Winterfell? Um, ba-
1: yeah, Battle of Winterfell. Somebody like I don't know what the deal, but. Uh, there, the color grading or the lighting was off to the point where I, I got frustrated watching it because I couldn't tell what was happening half the time. And I mean, it I know was people annoying. Are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know people are not thrilled about Arya getting, being the one who killed the Night King. And yeah, thematically that doesn't make a ton of sense, but at least I can kind of, I can, I can understand that she's capable of it. It's not like it came out of nowhere. You know, she's been training to You know, defeat death, more or less, or say to the god of death, not today, and what is the Night King if not that, but if I can't see what is happening throughout the episode, that's just really frustrating.
0: Yeah, one of the things that really annoyed me was, one, half the time I couldn't tell if somebody was dead or not, because they'd get grabbed by like 15 walkers, and it's like, okay, he's dead, and then somehow they make it out of it, it's like, well... Why do you keep doing this cheap, like, tactic to, like, oh, no, Sam's going to die. Oh, no, he's not going to die. It's like, get off it, man. And then they wind up killing, you know, a couple people of consequence, but really nobody that we called. Like, we were way off.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the, what, four people died. It was Ed, Toller said Tuller, it was Beric Darian, Jorah Mormont, and then who is the other one?
0: And Theon.
1: And Theon, that's right. Which... I guess all, all the Dothraki, except not really, because in the next episode, they're like, oh, 2,000 survived. Oh, great.
0: Yeah, that whole Dothraki thing was ridiculous. Why would you ever send an entire legion of forces yeah. into, like, you couldn't see it all? It's like, why would this be a good strategy? They have no backup. Their swords are on fire, so they can't, like, do anything with them.
1: So my my thinking on that was, Yes and repeatedly you can hear people complain constantly about what terrible battle strategy it was because it it was not very smart and but I don't want to complain about that because I'm not a a battle strategist I haven't studied any kind of like like war games or anything like that and I thought just the dothraki charge itself didn't take me out of it enough simply because you got that really cool shot of all the lights starting to go out. And that to me felt like that was the one inspired thing that they did. That felt like not seeing the shark in Jaws for the first hour or whatever. So the problem is it went on to then not show me the shark hardly at all for the remainder of the episode and not so great. (laughs)
0: Visually that was really cool. Uh, Some of the dragon stuff was cool, but way too much of it was like them zoomed in on John or Danny as they're like being blown around in a snowstorm. Yeah. And it was just very muddled and confusing. And then you get like big moments with uh the little Mormont stabbing the giant just Oh hell yeah, to, that was awesome. You know, but it just it really like came out of nowhere. Or like you have extended five, periods five, where
1: five named characters
0: died. Yeah. People are sneaking around empty hallways. Wow. And it's like, wait a minute, there's like a hundred thousand of these things. And Arya's hiding in a library. That it's was like, the
1: best stealth level of a video game I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but at the same time, I was like, this pl- I just watched this place get overrun, and now there's, she's just hiding, and there's nobody here.
1: Yeah. Uh, she was very quiet in the library. That's important. You don't want to get in I, trouble.
0: So I will say that you nailed the crypt. Uh, I did uh, not really think about it beforehand, and then when you said it, it seemed like a no-brainer, but it's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, you got the old raised dead going on. As soon as he started to lift his arms, he's like, oh, "John, run faster. Come on." And it wasn't the best episode in the world, it wasn't the worst episode. It overall. was
0: it was fine. I think, you know, I'm having a lot of trouble with just the narrative issues that have plagued the show since they ran out of the source material. Where yeah. characters just behave in irrational and very impetuous and just strange ways, like, and that's what killed me with the the Last of the Starks. It's like, I get it, Sansa, and I I, I wrote about this in my review, which you can check out both the reviews on Revenge the dot com. I gave them both a C plus because it's not that it's a bad show, but I have very high standards for this show, and. To see it sort of veering into like the exact like sort of the trope we wanted it to avoid where Danny's the oh, is she the mad queen. Oh, it's God, like, I,
1: I hate that.
0: Theory. It's like, come and it's like, you know, and, and you said that sort of smacked to misogyny. And you're exactly right, because they even say it in episode four, where it's like, you know, if she had a penis, they'd probably be more likely to follow her. And it's like, oh, come on, dude, we're not doing this, are we?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I get within the context of the show, whatever, but it's, for me, it's the meta-narrative of what I think the show is trying to tell us, like, oh, maybe Danny's not fit to lead, and I'm sitting there going, I've watched seven seasons of her being objectively good at this leading thing, and now you're going to tell me because she's facing frustration she's Hmm. not qualified for it, and like... I, I go back to, what was it, the last season, where, I, honestly, I think this is all Tyrion's fault. <laughs> Tyrion's like, oh, no, you can't burn down the Red Keep. If you burn down the Red Keep, you're going to... Everybody's going to be against you. Well, shit, if you'd have burned down the Red Keep, what, five hours ago, or however long it is in Showtime, seven episodes ago, Cersei wouldn't be a problem. You'd still have two dragons. It it wouldn't be a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... uh. A lot of people giving terrible advice. Tyrion is like discernibly dumber than he used to be. Yeah. Uh, but they're just hammering this point like like to the point of like nausea. Like, oh, maybe she's not fit to lead. Did we really need two conversations with uh, Tyrion and Varys about this subject? Which brings me, and I'll just bring out this wild speculation now, because it got to the point where watching the episode is like, I think varies is working for Cersei. Like he can say, "I'm in," you know, "I support the realm" and all that garbage. But he's driving this wedge so hard; it's oh, hard for yeah. me to believe he's working in in anyone's best interests besides his own.
1: I would be surprised if he's working for Cersei in the long term. I wouldn't put it past him to let Cersei get a quick leg up if it meant that. John could take over, and then ultimately John gets to win. But like the, the thing that drives me nuts about oh, who's the Mad Queen, dude? That's obviously Cersei. She blew up the Sept of Baelor. She murdered multiple families. She murdered all of Robert Baratheon's bastards. It's kind of like <laughs> I know who the bad guy is, and it's not Danny.
0: Uh It's it's sort of striking because you got a guy like Davos, right? And he's technically not in on these conversations because he'd have a bit of an authority on what a mad king is oh, sure, because he witnessed his friend's descent into utter madness. Like yeah. his friend sacrificed his own child
1: That'd to be a fair, God Davos wasn't there for that. No, I but like I mean, Davos he would have stopped him, but
0: you know, he knew it happened after the fact. So like he yeah. saw what real madness was like to me, she's going through growing pains because she's suffering tremendous loss on the road to this and are like oh and it's her destiny and, da, 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 and only weird you know tyrants speak like that and it's like dude i think you're selling this a little too hard
1: yeah and i think some of that is tyrion also screwing up because when sansa says you know why should she be queen i feel like tyrion goes uh she ended the slave trade she she actively works to make sure that there's less overall suffering in the world Yeah. She's genuinely a good person. She doesn't necessarily want this solely for the power. She wants this because she thinks she can use the power to make the world fairer. And she has the dragon, well now dragon, to enforce it. And I'm just like
0: Ugh. It's yeah, like where is that backup? Like you have just mountains of evidence that she's doing this for seemingly the right reasons and now they've just been cast aside it's like well it looks like she's crazy she's got crazy eyes it's like Uh, okay uh, then why did you spend seven seasons convincing me like this is the path that she was on only to then be like well these two girls don't get along and maybe she is crazy
1: Uh, that's the other thing like i I struggled to like sansa and i mean they've done a lot in the last Uh, I mean, season, what was it, four?
0: Uh, Well, give me what was happening.
1: Sorry, Sorry, I cut off there. Season Like, what is it? From season four and five, they did this very clear arc where she's getting smarter and she's understanding the game. Even in episode two, she she, uh, convinces Joffrey not to kill Dauntis Hollard and to just make him a fool. So you can see that she's, like, developed this political acumen. And then they all threw that into the fire for whichever season it was. She was the captive of Ramsey. I think that was – maybe that was five. Everybody hates season five. But now you're telling me she doesn't have the political understanding to know that Danny is fundamentally a decent person. And, yeah, she wants to take over the Seven Kingdoms. But, like, I know Sansa's like, oh, we, we – the North is the North, and we're not we're not beholden to that anymore. Yeah, you are. The guy you named King bent the knee. Yeah. That's done. You, you're back in the Seven Kingdoms now.
0: Yeah, I think the the largest issue I take with it is... I, I can get if you're mistrusting or... And then, of course, John tells them. Well, he doesn't yeah. really tell them. Uh, the 3 odd Raven does. Yeah. Um, but it's like she saved everyone here. She went out of her way to come here to do the right thing. And yet you're still being an asshole about everything it's like you'd be dead you'd be a white walker you'd be marching south right now she could be sitting easy you know in marine with her army and her dragons and she could have stayed out of this whole thing she came here because she loves your brother and she trusts him well not your brother technically yeah and you like you're just the most ungrateful person on the face of the earth
1: yeah well i mean and that's the other the other side of this is when she looks at Tyrion and goes, What if there was someone better? And what I hear about that is, What if there was someone I could manipulate? Yeah. And I'm like, you No, know, she's, uh, uh, you know, I
0: get like she learned from Peter Baelish. Yeah. But if you didn't learn from the mistakes of Peter Baelish, which was essentially like, I'll screw over anybody, like, I'll tell you what you want to hear, but I'll immediately screw you over. And what, how did that wind up for that guy? You know? Yeah, right. So why are you doing the same things? Like you're being an untrustworthy jerk and you're, you know, you're, you're going against your brother's wishes. You know, he asked you to do one thing. It's like, trust he
1: asked you to swear one thing. Trust in the process. Yeah. I, I see that too, where I'm like, where John has the conversation with Danny and Danny's like, look, you need to do it this way. Trust me. And he's like, Oh, uh, uh." I'm like, She's absolutely right. She is absolutely right, and that's another reason why she should probably be on the throne. She, like John, completely lacks the political understanding, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, you're doing exactly what Ned Stark did to Cersei, and it's the exact same thing that, thing that got him killed.
0: John so, is naive. He's well intentioned, but he's naive. He's uh, a
1: terrible ruler. He constantly is like. I don't want to be king, don't make me king. Or I don't want to be in charge, don't put me in charge. Oh, you're Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Oh, now you're king of the north. Yeah. Now we're going to make you king of the seven kingdoms. Of... No, he doesn't want any of that. And I don't think he'd be very good at it if he had the job.
0: Well, he had a taste of what it was like when he got backstabbed by all his buddies.
1: Yeah, right? Uh...
0: So it's tough. And, you know, I, I just feel like they're forcing drama for the sake of drama. It, it well... seems like the vision is not clear. You know, then you like watch the after the episode stuff. And I think it's Benioff's like, well, you know, she forgot that the, you know, Euron's fleet was there. And it's like, she forgot. Like, so she didn't know they were there anymore. It's like, dude, you have to be better than that. Yeah. I, I listen to those things sometimes. And they're like, well, I think it's like this in the north. It's like, no, no, no. You don't think you know. You're the showrunner. You've built this world from this other guy's ideas. You have to know it intimately. Like, if I ever read a Stephen King book? And then he gives an interview like, well, I think Roland, you know, romanticizes the idea of being a gunslinger. It's like, no, you don't think. You built Roland. What does Roland think? You know, like, yeah. it just seems like they're very, they're just way too casual about the whole thing. It's like, do you believe in I the would've... story or not?
1: Yeah, I'd agree to that and it it feels to me like they were handed the end, but they were only handed the end in broad plot outlines and they don't know how to make those things connect. So it kinda feels like they're like, Okay, well we just gotta hit these couple beats. Night I mean, in the books there's no Night King, so who knows? But maybe it's okay, Danny's going to fight the battle, help fight the Battle of Winterfell and then You know, and then uh, one of the dragons has got to get killed by Euron, or taken out by Euron, and then one of the dragons, and it just feels like they're going from point to point, and however long the episode takes, and I feel like I'm shitting on this this series too hard. It's still a pretty decent series, and there are still parts that I very much enjoy. Uh, The high point for me is still A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. I love that episode. It's a great
0: episode. Yeah. It's I think the trouble comes in sustain, sustaining the momentum, whereas like you'll have really good moments. Like in my review, I said, you know, I loved the Starbucks cup aside. I loved the after <laughs> battle frivolity, like this collective weight had been lifted from all these people like they had survived the unthinkable and they're just enjoying themselves in that moment. Right. And They're like letting loose. And there's like callbacks to Jamie and Tyrion's game that they play with people. You yeah, know, that little drinking game. And and then it just like it just couldn't sustain it. Like then it goes from Which like sort one of,
1: of you cowards shit in my pants? Yeah. How are we not making Tormund king of the seven kingdoms? That's what I want to know.
0: You know, yeah, and then it, it's like you have all these great moments, and then Tormund's like, Oh, I'm leaving. It's just like, oh, so they conveniently write him off. Braun shows hey, up. Hey,
1: hey, I'll take that. That's the happiest ending Tormund could yeah. hope for. I guess it's better than him
0: inevitably dying. Uh, Then like Braun shows up and immediately like that's resolved with like, well, we'll just give you high garden. And then he slinks out like he's gone. He's not going to come back. You know, it's like, oh, how we got to do this really conveniently. And it doesn't necessarily have to make sense. Like just like killing the second dragon. It's like, she's hundreds of feet in the air. They're hiding behind a pretty low ridge. And they get a headshot on this dragon from like, you know, a thousand yards away and then they can't hit her when she's flying straight at them. It's like mind boggling.
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand the frustrations there. I, I'm willing to let the story be convenient at that point, but it, it is kind of frustrating where it feels like it feels like they don't like they know they got to get rid of one of the dragons. Okay. What do we have? okay, okay, we have the crossbows. That kind of worked last season, but it's going to be better this season. The thing I think is interesting, though, is you have to assume now, though, that they're not going to kill the, the third dragon in that same fashion, right?
0: No, yeah. No. So
1: I'm not saying the crossbows don't act as a deterrent for, for Drogon, the last dragon, but if they kill Drogon because they shoot him full of arrows the same way they did Rhaegal, I'm going to go, this is dumb storytelling.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm at that point where, one, how are these these crossbows so powerful? Like, not only do they kill the dragon, but they like make ships explode. And they, <laughs> yeah,
1: that that I, uh, ballista do not work in that way. But then, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: they catch the one person. Uh, it's whatever. But if Euron Greyjoy doesn't suffer the cruelest of deaths, I'm going to be so mad. I've had it with that guy.
1: See, he i, is, I... He, I've done the opposite. I've gone so far with this guy is such a boner that I'm on like the, eh, hey, he's kind of a, he's kind of entertaining. <laughs> he's he's deus ex, bad thing happens to the characters we like.
0: Yep. It's, uh. you know, I, I was a little surprised that Cersei had the, you know, she's got all these crossbows sitting on top of the wall. And it's like, you know, it, from my understanding of Cersei, she's not there to parlay. She would have just killed all of them.
1: Yeah, I, I was a little confused when Tyrion walked forward, and that was – I think that was really well done by Dinklage, like the acting there of I'm going to do a thing and it might result in my death, and I don't know how I feel about that, was written all over his face. But for then for me to think that Cersei, who very clearly is about to declare an act of war by murdering Missandei or executing Missandei, that she won't kill Tyrion when she has the chance when her whole life maybe not her whole life but you know a huge part of her motivating factor is the hatred she has for her little brother and how she wants him dead and i'm just like
0: Ugh. yeah Ugh. i actually thought that was like the perfect if you're going to kill Tyrion which i don't think he's going to actually die but that's like the perfect way for him to go and then mm-hmm. it's like this huge incentive you know, for even more of the comeuppance, you know, cause the Jamie thing, I thought, you know, it was like, I get it. I thought it was stupid, but I get like when faced with her certain demise, he has like, you know, his heart betrays him because, you know, in the end he, he always loved her. You know, I didn't like that they turned Brienne into like a crying damsel in distress cause she's stronger than he is.
1: Yeah, uh, well, so but I I didn't get that same read on the scene. For me, it seemed like he was white fangier. you know, like go away, throw ro-, like throw rocks at her. You yeah. don't love me. I I don't love you. You gotta go. But and my read in the scene with Jamie was that he was. I, I didn't get that he's going back to Cersei because he loves her. I got I got that she was going back because he feels like it's his responsibility and he's got to end it now. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it, cause if you watch the the behind the episode or whatever, the Double Ds talk about how, oh, he is, uh, you know, he's addicted to Cersei and he's got to go back to her. And I'm like, if after all of this, yeah. you go back on all the progress that Jamie has made. Uh,
0: I mean, you think about know. it. If she kills Tyrion there during a parlay, right, she's committed the you know a, a huge sin. I mean, he knows all about committing sins when it comes to betraying people in a in a fashion that's not befitting of your of your role, but that to me gives him a very strong incentive to go, all right, I'm ending this now. Yeah. Like she she cannot she's out of control. You know, she fired upon a, an unarmed man. Who happens to be the you know, my brother who I love very dearly.
1: Yeah, I feel like that should have happened when she blew up the septic veiler two two seasons ago. That should have been like, oh wait, nope. You did the yeah, exact yeah. same thing I murdered Arius for.
0: Yeah, and I you know, that's when he knew to me. So like to say he's addicted to her after he's seen what she's become. Yeah. It's a little It's a little off for me. But that's all about the character motivations getting twisted. And I think people regressing throughout the episode. Like, Vary's totally regressed to me. Because nothing that's happened with her thus far in their journey, like, he should be helping her. He should understand why she's not listening to him. Not be like, oh, I should commit treason as quickly as possible. Mm. You know, like, either you're smart or you're not. And to me, it's like, if I'm Tyrion, I'm like, dude, you better shut it up or I'll I'll make sure you get hit on your way out. Yeah. Because you're no well, good to us if you're just going to be a, a sellsword who ducks and runs on uh, the quickest sign of trouble.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so,
0: well. lingering questions. What do you think? I mean, the big lingering question is, how does this all play out? Uh, I'm still of the mind... Well, I've I've begun to doubt it, but I really do think if they... Basically go back on seven seasons of storytelling and just establish that she's no better than her father when very clearly that's not who she is and that's not who Rhaegar was. That's who her brother was, her other sure. brother, Viserys. Then I think they've done themselves a huge disservice and people aren't going to be very happy with that. I think they'll yeah. rule together. So
1: that's uh, I my... don't think they rule together. I think my wild speculation, next episode is the big battle against Cersei. And I think there's a high likelihood that they win, but that the following episode, it's Danny and John. And then it becomes the ultimate decision between one or the both of them. And at that point, either John's going to get murdered by Danny or someone else is going to murder Danny on John's behalf so that he can be put on the Iron Throne. That's where I think it's headed.
0: As you say this, here's what I think. Sansa in a, attempting to betray the queen accidentally murders John.
1: That that is a wild enough speculation that I can accept it.
0: Now I'm not saying that's you know, I that'd be crazy if it happened, but to me, the way Sansa's behaving, she deserves to suffer. Like with the understanding that she screwed everything up. Like she's not seeing the bigger picture, she's being petty. She's gonna do something dumb. She's already done something done by telling everyone. Yeah. So you know, because that's irrevocable now, that changes everything. And yeah, that's it's gonna it's gonna divide the the base. Like who wants to support John? Who wants to support Danny? Yeah. You know? And it's it's a clear choice for for many people because John is the North. He's well respected. He comes from a lineage. So even though you know, the revelation will come out that he's Rhaegar's son. He's still Stark, so.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to know what happens to the Hound and Arya, because the Hound and Arya road trip is almost always enjoyable.
0: Well, I'm curious
1: to know where Arya specifically says that she's done. She's going to go do a thing in King's Landing, and she's not coming back. And after they had her murder the Night King, it seems unlikely to me that they'll let her murder Cersei, too
0: no i think you'd have people real mad about that it had i mean the prophecy foretold that it has to be you know she's going to be murdered by her younger brother so
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that based on aria killing the night king the prophecies don't mean anything anymore true
0: well Was, wasn't there also there's a prophecy about danny and she's betrayed three times
1: yeah i don't exactly know how that works and, and the and third
0: one's works. for gold
1: yeah, there's one for love, one for gold, one for something else. So but who depending do you think? on how you look at it, she could have already gone through those three betrayals. Or... Yeah,
0: because you know who gold sounds like to me—the not monsters, that bald eunuch.
1: Oh, uh, he wouldn't do it for money.
0: Well, you, you know he is—he's a merchant of his own profit.
1: Yeah, no, he's that's... always
0: positioning himself.
1: That's fair. The big fish fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: So, uh, any wild predictions? Because I do have a couple. Uh, Grey Worm's obviously going to get destroyed by the mountain.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which
1: wild, pre- I, wild prediction. I, I expect the opposite. Not only will Grey Worm not be crushed by the mountain, Grey Worm will take out the mountain, and Sandor Clegane will never get his Clegane his bowl. If I don't That's get where the I'm at cle- with this season.
0: If Grey Worm kills the mountain and i don't get Clagane bowl that star that starbucks cuff is gonna be the least of their problems <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: they already edited that out that's not a thing anymore yeah
0: do, do not rob me of the Clagane bowl
1: i uh, listen based on how things are going that is where i'm at predictions predictions based on what i know from the books mean exactly nothing at this point yeah
0: i mean they've been pretty into subverting expectations over this first four episodes and not really, I would say for the better.
1: Yeah. It, my expectations were subverted. Did it necessarily make sense for the story? Uh, I mean, that's debatable, (laughs) but I I was surprised.
0: I will say, uh, the two things that stuck out to me really about the battle of Winterfell, like I didn't care about Ira killing the night King at all. Like, it was like, this is going to, especially after he survived the dragon's fire, which I thought was sort of ludicrous in itself, because they all die from fire, but not him. Um, I I hated that, you know, Theon has this great heroic moment, and then the Night King shows up, and he just runs at him like a stooge. Never has that worked in the history of mankind, to just run at a guy who's easily going to sidestep you. (laughs) I was so but mad about that.
1: He was just buying time for Arya to show up. That's all that was.
0: And then the Night King just just stares at Bran for like easily 20 seconds. It's like, dude, you go ahead and take care of this.
1: Yeah. I would say you were monologuing except you were completely silent. Yeah,
0: except you didn't say anything. And and like I get that she's able to sneak through all the undead on the way to the Godswood. But once you get there, there's nothing to hide behind. So there are trees
1: <laughs> where, probably. Where, where
0: was she hiding? There's like five other generals there. They're just standing there. Yeah. So anyway,
1: two more episodes to go. Maybe we can stick the landing. Come on, Game of Thrones.
0: I'm not feeling very good about it, to be honest, but I am excited if they do. I'd I'd rather be talking about this show in a way where I'm not like so over it. Yeah, You know, it's really tough because great shows almost universally don't stick the landing. There's very few great shows that remain great. Like yeah. Breaking Bad was always great. Like there was no dips in Breaking Bad. Uh, even The Sopranos like had some struggles as, you know, oh, sure. people look at that as being like one of the best shows of all time. But there's, you know, there's good chunks of it that are not very good at all yeah and to and to stumble now, like at the worst possible time and to like having yeah. this sort of crisis of clarity, it's like, come on, guys, this wasn't that hard
1: uh i I don't know how hard it is or isn't, but i I know that I'm like uh, feeling a little antsy for the last two episodes come on fellows let's we're we're gonna pull this together right
0: i am I don't want the you know like I did a whole round table on the Avengers uh, end game yeah. and you liked it. I didn't like it so much. I, I do want to see it again because at this point in my life, I almost have to see movies twice because I'm always tired. So <laughs> yeah, the first time around I, I usually am like hoping I, I don't get the, the, the pace and the beats. Like I, I don't know when it's going to end and it starts to drag. Yeah. But the second time I know like, okay, well this is next and this, is next. we're not that far away from the end now. I usually can forgive a lot more things. Yeah. But I don't want the narrative of the last season of Game of Thrones to be as negative as it is right now online and it's not good. It has not been favorable at all. Like I've never seen, you know, like there's hit articles everywhere about these episodes and like I try to write reviews in as subjective as a way po- as possible and I I don't try and get overly negative about some of the stuff that really doesn't matter but people are like killing this show online and i never read anything until i've written my reviews and yeah. it's like shocking to me how hard this show is getting hit by some people
1: it has not been a kind season but two more episodes to go. you know yeah. what like one of the best episodes of of game of thrones in my opinion was the end of episode five where cersei or season five where cersei blows up the septic Baylor. I mean, in or was that five or six? I can never remember anymore. But like I, that season, yeah, I don't know. That season felt so rough. The end of season five, or maybe it was hard home. But like season five generally sucked, but they had one or two just banger episodes that I'm like, okay, it might not have been great, but
0: yeah, but it ended. Awesome. It ended with yeah. You know, that I think that's what is. Been the roughest thing is we knew that the Cersei conflict was coming. We get that, but the whole Night King arc ended up feeling really anticlimactic. Yeah. This is the greatest threat that humans have ever faced, and within a night, it's over.
1: Yeah, built up through the entirety of season since season one. The first scene is all about yeah, how a like true threat is this thing in the north, and it's like, yeah, maybe not.
0: Yeah, well, they get their act together in time to face this and that's sort of the driving theme yeah so we'll see you know i'll keep my fingers crossed and then we'll come back after episode five we'll try and do two more instead of packing in two at once yep and i i had some you know things gone we both got busy but we'll try and make it work so episode five fingers crossed let's be better just a little bit
1: i wish you well in the wars to come
0: yeah You know what you say to the God of Death and the God of Ending Shows? Not today. Two weeks (laughs) left. Not
1: today. Two weeks later. All right. Two weeks from
0: now. I'll see you next time, Captain Cash.
1: Thank you, everybody.